welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast, where we introduce you to Shenandoah Valley residents who are living, working, and thriving in Virginia's iconic valley. Ready to make the Shenandoah Valley your home? Visit ShenandoahValleyLiving.com to start your Shenandoah Valley life. I'm Jay Langston, the Executive Director of the Shenandoah Valley Partnership, the Regional Economic Development and Marketing Organization on behalf of the Valley. Today, we are going to be talking with Chris Ashley and Nikki Swain of Valley Guard Supply, who have very quickly transitioned into producing PPE made here in the Valley area, made in the U.S., Chris Ashley is the founder of Valley Guard Supply. Nikki Swain is the general manager for Valley Guard Supply. She also wears the hat of running the Shenandoah Valley Technology Council as well, uh, which is affiliated with JMU. So we'll be talking with them in just a moment. This podcast is brought to you by our friends from the Stanton Innovation Hub, a wonderful co-working space in the city of Stanton. Grow with us at the Stanton Innovation Hub, a co-working facility designed to reduce barriers to innovation, open new opportunities, and cultivate community. Located in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, we're in close proximity to Interstates 81 and 64. We're surrounded by eight colleges and universities and have 30,000 square foot of flexible co-working, office, and event space. Let us help you eliminate distractions in a safe, energetic environment. To learn more, visit stantonhub.com. Well, thank you, Nikki and Chris, for being here uh, today on our second podcast that we are starting for our Shenandoah Valley Life uh, podcast series and our companion website, the Shenandoah Valley Living website. I wanted to talk to you about the inspiration and why you started Valley Guard Supply and, you know, off recording, we were talking a little about uh, this, but I think you gave a perfect, you know, description of, of some of what has gone into this. So I, I toss it out to you, Chris. I'm looking at you, but uh, Nikki, please uh, feel free to to speak up. Well, I'll uh, first of all thank you so much for having us on this podcast. You know, we're excited to be here and and be a part of uh, this exciting uh, venture that y'all are starting up down here in Stanton. So. In terms of the the motivations behind getting into this mass business with Valley Guard Supply, simply put, when the pandemic came to the U.S. shores, um, really in March of last year, uh, immediately as business owners and community members, uh, we started thinking about ways that we could plug in to be a part of the solution. Now, that initially started with trying to just leverage our connections to suppliers overseas um, and run a philanthropic effort trying to get gear to the National Guard in New York on the front lines. And through that, businesses started contacting us, uh, asking if we could help supply them as well. And so at that point, this this really kind of turned into a business, and we came to the table and... Um, that's kind of what started us off on the road uh, to where we are today. We started out sourcing from abroad, and uh, it just became clear that to make a real solution to this pandemic, you know, we wanted uh, 
not to just put a Band-Aid on the problem, but to be a real solution here. And and what that involves is helping to make America more self-sustaining. Yeah, and, and you b- both really pivoted very quickly. I mean, I think you were doing this in April, right? I mean, this hadn't been, you know, very widely proclaimed at this point of how serious the pandemic was. And so you got into this early. Uh, was it because you saw what was happening in the in New York where there were a lot of additional cases or, you know, what was that inspiration uh, beyond that? Because I know that you did have sort of a, a philanthropic uh, perspective about this. For, uh, I'll answer shortly, and, and Nikki can share her own motivations. But, you know, for me and a lot of people on this team, uh, we have such a strong bias towards action. And when things shut down with this pandemic, um, it really started to make us not only stir crazy, but it, it really started moving that energy into uh, turning the gears on you know, how can we, we, we're, we've got the ability, we've got the connections, uh, we've got the know-how, how can we plug in um, to help make a difference here? And so, you know, yeah, it, it did command kind of a quick pivot, but. Yeah, it, it, that's, that's interesting because you mentioned something. I'll let you uh, follow up with that, Nikki, but uh, your team is pretty impressive as well that you have uh, a as a part of that. And Nikki, you're a part of that team, uh, one of the hats that, that you're wearing. So I'd love to hear more about that. You know, you're talking about the spark that you you are action oriented people. So I want to say that earlier in the pandemic in, uh, you know, early in 2020, the original four team members <laughs> are, uh, JMU grads, JMU alumni. We'll come back to that. That's a good point. <laughs> and they did a whole lot with um, imported and foreign-made materials, PPE, and after a while said, that's all fine and good, and we are making a difference, and this is very necessary. But then, I don't know at what point, because I wasn't around then, I only joined the team in the fall, um, decided that American-made, Virginia-made, Harrisonburg made would be so much more attractive, not just to our little hearts, but maybe to the hearts and minds and to the consumer. And we can do this with high quality, with Virginia sourced or US sourced um, materials. So why not try to pivot that? How can this be put together? So there were four original um, JMU alumni and they, um, over the course of the summer, decided to change how and what they're doing and added team members. And that's when um, more people came and joined the team, including myself. I had, um, you know, my children are grown. And so I had a couple extra minutes in my schedule, despite the fact that I continue full force with the Shenandoah Valley Technology Council. Yes, I was going to come back to that later. Yes, (laughs) we'll talk about that. So with the team pivoted over the course of the summer and decided, how do we put this together? How do we do the research of what needs to be done? How do we make this into a um, Harrisonburg-centric venture? And so Chris is like spearheading all of that, and it's just amazing. Watching Chris do this, it's it's mind-boggling. And later on, I'd like to talk about what this young man does as an entrepreneur, because obviously he's not only doing Valley Guard Supply. So he's like 
the king of entrepreneurs as far as I'm concerned right now. I mean, Peter is too, absolutely, 100%. I've known Peter for many years, totally. But here's Chris, holy moly. Yes, and I have to admit that we are in the Stanton Innovation Hub, which Peter Denby is one of the founders of and is a, is a, a sponsor of our program. So, But thank you for the shout-out. Yeah. By the way... Peter was our guest on our first episode. If you want to hear that conversation, go back and listen to episode one. But yes, Chris, I was going to come back to that. This is not your only venture, uh, and you're an entrepreneur that has decided to set up shop in the Valley. And how has the community embraced that? Why do you feel comfortable at it jumping in um, to creating these companies and building a team and working with people to, to do that. And I love the, the JMU connection there. It wouldn't have to be just JMU. We have other institutions, but really in, in, in this circle, it's certainly important. Uh, tell us about that. Well, you know, you hit on it right there. Uh, JMU, right here in town, phenomenal institution, but it's not the only one. Uh, EMU is right there in town. We've got the community colleges, Blue Ridge Community College. Um, we've got great public schools in the area as well. And so <clears throat> what I think that culminates to is you attract some really uh, talented people to this area, and you create a really interesting ecosystem that's valuable uh, to start businesses in. You know, for me, I graduated from JMU in 2017. And people ask, why did I decide to stay in Harrisonburg and start a business? And for me, it wasn't even so much of a decision um, as it was just a continuation of, you know, Harrisonburg had become home at that point. Um, I mean, furthermore, the support networks here uh, that help people start businesses, especially first-time business owners, um, it's just incredible. Um, uh, we work really closely with um, the Harrisonburg Economic Development guys, Pierce McGill yeah. and Brian Schull. Brian Schull. Yeah. Um, and, and really great team there. Great team. I mean, and, and through them have just been connected to so many opportunities. I mean, they are always looking out for the small businesses in this local community. And um, so simply put, you know, it's, it's, uh, it just made the most sense. You know, it's, there was so much support here. Um, and not only that, it was, it was a community that had given so much to me, um, in, you know, those short four years that I was here at JMU and, uh, you know, I just felt this inclination to, uh, start figuring out ways to give back here, um, you know, at this place that I call home. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. You want to give a plug to your other business that you run also? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, the business that uh, was my full-time job, if you will, uh, before the pandemic here. Now you have two full-time jobs, right? Yeah, yeah, two and some change, it <laughs> oh, seems oh, like. Oh, three. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nikki is showing that we have three that are running. Go ahead. It's, uh, so Collegiate Customs is a custom apparel company. We screen print, embroider, and decorate shirts, uh, hats, and other promotional gear. Uh, we're primarily focused uh, towards college organizations and Greek life, so we're fully licensed with the NCAA and with uh, these collegiate uh, Greek organizations. 
Uh, but we also work, uh, we're working more and more, especially through this pandemic, with local businesses. Um, we printed the big run of Rock Strong t-shirts for, for those one. of y'all. Okay. Yes, that was a great fundraiser for our resilience task force. Yes, thank you. And well, you know, you really got to thank again the economic development guys because they put that together to help raise money for the local businesses there in town. Um, and so uh, screen printing, you know, that's we've got that going on. I've got some great guys over there in the shop that, uh, that are running production over there for me, uh, allowing me to really focus on this, uh, this mask factory. Um, but yeah, it, it keeps me a little bit busy. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're talking about the team that has helped supporting you. You have quite a team, not only Nikki, but also Nick, uh, who Nikki knows relatively well since, uh, they're married there. How, tell me about sort of the structure of the business. You're, uh, veteran owned, uh, has that helped open doors? It, I'm, I'm interested in the sourcing of the material too, because that had to be a challenge to make this happen here. I mean, you, you've talked about it. The easy path is to just import the material and then you construct, you know, the mask here, but that's not what you have ultimately done. And that sounds like quite a Herculean task. So I have to tell you that one of the most important connections that this business has made came through the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. So <laughs> you can expand you, upon you, that. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a person on my staff who is owed a a, a shout out for that. <clears throat> she wrote about the and you can name the company if you want. I don't know if we should. Do you want to name the company? <laughs> okay, so a, a Shenandoah Valley company, she wrote, Carrie wrote about that, and um, a connection was made because that information, we absorbed that. Actually, Nick figured that out and said, hey, wouldn't that be great? Shouldn't we connect? The connection was made to fantastic results, and so that's why we are able to say that, you know, the filtration part of our mask for sure is a Virginia sourced uh, material. And so thank you, Shenandoah Valley Partnership, and thank you, Carrie, for making that connection. It was super important. So do you want to talk about what the material is and what that, you know, it's a three-ply, so all the technical details, why don't you jump in with that? Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that might be the hardest part. It, it, it seems like that was actually one of the easier parts just because, again, these partnerships here locally, and it goes back to why we started it here. Um, this material that we're getting, um, it's a really high quality, um, we're making a three, uh, three-ply disposable surgical mask. The two outer layers are comprised of material called spun-bound polypropylene. Um, and there's a middle layer that really provides a lot of the efficacy and the protection here called melt-blown. Um, so these are polypropylene or plastic-based um, materials. But again, uh, where a lot of companies are importing these from overseas, you're dealing with moisture issues as they come across on container ships. Um, and ultimately, you know, it's limited quality control. And so that was really critical to us uh, before we even decided to make this step. It was making that partnership, uh, relying on these connections again locally here, the Shenandoah Valley Partnership to help us make that connection. Um, and yeah, we've that that partnership with this raw materials supplier has really enabled us to, uh, again, make this really high quality mask that's made in USA and made right here in Harrisonburg. 
That is a great story, and thank you, Nikki, for mentioning Carrie's role in that because that is part of what we try to do is educate people about the potential linkages of business here, and growing our own is a great way for us to increase the economic prosperity and hopefully helping the entrepreneurs who are now staying here and growing. Go ahead, Nikki, you want to say something? You have to read your newsletters. You have to look at the websites. You have to participate in networking events and connect with people. And sometimes you absorb information and you have conversations and you go, yeah, okay, he does that, she does that. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then about three weeks later, you go, oh, my God, I just talked to and then Hannah, right? So you'd never know what these connections are going to be for. So therefore, as an advocate of networking and reading your newsletters, that is why you network and you read your newsletters because sometime later you go, oh, my God. So... Yeah. Nikki, you want to talk she about wrote that? About, she, wrote, uh, she wrote about it. Somebody yeah. picked it up, and then a really valuable connection for Valley Guard Supply was made. Um, but you asked about who our team is and, 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 yes. and what the, how that is composed. Yes, sort of the makeup team, yes. So I'll talk about that for about 10 seconds. You have the original ones that got started uh, early in 2020, and the team later expanded. So those are the JMU founding fathers. <laughs> That's, that's a lot. <laughs> Young founding fathers, I will also hey. say for everybody listening. I'm going to have to slow down there. <laughs> we haven't figured out what we what we should coin you. But anyway, um, later joined by um, military veterans, including Nick, who used to be in the uh, Army. Our friend Mary, who also is a friend of ours, uh, was in the Army. One of the original uh, people is a JMU alumni and a military veteran as well. So several of us are both military veterans and um, JMU alumni. And then there's me. I'm a military spouse and a... What do you call me? I guess I'm an immigrant as well. So. Yeah, we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to that as as well. You and I are both immigrants, at least to this area. So but you're a little further away than I am. than others. So we have a really good team of people who are here. Some of us work remotely. Um, lots of professional experiences um, have been brought to the table. We have a bias to action. Um, some of us go, okay, let's slow down for 10 seconds and do this other thing that we need to also do. So between the entire team, it's a really good mix of what we know and our pre- previous experiences and uh, daring to dream and daring to go out and give it a try and see if it works and do your research and then pull together all of our resources and all of our stuff and let's see if we can make that work. So it's a really enjoyable team. Yeah. Nikki, you gave me a great segue into what I wanted to sort of finish up with this and and Chris, we were talking about this before we started the, the podcast, but all three of us have come to the Valley. Uh, people expect me to extol the, the virtues of the Valley because that's what I paid to do, but I came here by choice. Uh, talk about you grew up in what really is now a pretty exciting place from for people at your age, but it, why did you stay in the Valley? What was it about you know this. Talk about your growing up and what made you you do this. Definitely. <laughs> you know, I grew up uh, in a small town outside of Richmond, Goochland County. Um, 
But and so while I got to grow up with uh, a very rural surroundings, um, very fortunate in my opinion to to grow up in that area. Um, I also went to high school down in Richmond at Maggie Walker Governor's School, and so uh, you know as I was starting to get, yeah, really enjoyed it. I mean, just an incredible education. Um, as I was starting to get a little bit older, you know, I was starting to uh, consider myself a Richmonder as well. And so, um, you know, have a huge affinity for both of those places. You know, my family still lives uh, in Goochland. I, I go back as often as I can, um, less now with the pandemic and, you know, trying to stay safe. Um, but talking about coming to Harrisonburg, it was it was initially JMU that attracted me. Um my dad was a JMU alumni, and uh, so we had some legacy going on there. And I wasn't sure, but when I came here and visited, uh, it was, I mean, almost immediately from stepping onto the campus, I knew that I had found where I was going to go to college. Um, and my experience there was just, uh, I mean, one of the best four years. I think a lot of people say this about their college experience, but just an incredible experience, um, you know, not only from the education side, but from these lifelong connections I made. I mean, that's where I got connected with Nick and Nikki Swain. Uh, Nick, uh, as many people know, is the director of the JMU X Labs, which is, you know, just a hub of innovation resources. Um, which I worked with and worked at helped uh, to stand up and help help Nick run as a uh, innovation facilitator on the student side um, throughout my college career. And so, you know, I learned so much from working with Nick and working with um, these people that are now my mentors. And um, so that's really cool. I mean, Nikki didn't Nikki didn't mention this a second ago, but she is our general manager. Um, and so, you talk about bringing this team together. Um, it's incredible to me as a young entrepreneur to now uh, these people that went from being people I looked up to, role models, that then went to being my mentors that are now my business partners. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's stuff like that. It's the people that are here in the Valley. It's the support network that we alluded to earlier. It's the opportunities for starting businesses that, um, you know, I think that at least I've proven to myself that there's opportunity here to get started. Um, and it really comes down to the team that I'm able to do this with. Um, I mean, I can't stress enough how much of a team effort this is. And, you know, here this morning, it's Nikki and I, but uh, there's six other founders behind us um, and a, a quickly growing team of uh, really talented and, and just special employees. And so you combine all of that together and really the synergy, it's, it's what keeps me here. Yeah, the, the story about you having mentors and now they're part of your team has to be one of the greatest gratifications for all of the, the team, I would think. The relationship changing, yes, and how you can start out as one and then your relationship grows and changes and you appreciate other portions later on in your relationship than you did early on and uh, you, you learn and you grow together. Um, I wanted to give you a, a slightly different facet of how I'm here and why I'm here. Uh, Nikki, you were... So Nick was uh, in the Army and yes. he was given the choice of figuring out um, he was number one on the, what is called a command list. Where would you like to take uh, command of an ROTC unit? There were 30 of them offered to us. And I want to say us because it's a, it's a joint decision 
in this case, it was a joint decision, and we were able to choose, which is not something you can normally do in a military career. Normally, you're told <laughs> you're PCSing, you're, you're moving, your change of duty station is going to be this, and you don't have a choice. But in this case, we were able to have a choice. So we sat there, and we looked at 30 of them, or actually I did, and I Googled around, and I said, where shall we go? Came across um, ROTC at JMU. I said, so JMU, where's this thing? What does it look like? <laughs> What does the area look like? What is there to know about Harrisonburg, the Shenandoah Valley? How far is, is there an airport? Correct. <laughs> and there is. And there yes. is an airport. There so is a regional check. Airport. That's an important thing for me. Um, what kind of shopping was there in Harrisonburg? And at that point, there was no Olive Garden. But now, of course, there is an Olive Garden. But that was a big talking point. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken as a true military spouse. <laughs> so, what does the area look like? I did a lot of research. Then I talked to a bunch of people who are JMU alumni, and they love their uh, school. So, they talked. JMU and the area up to us, and I said, so that's settled, and I saw the area, right? So I looked at pictures, and I said, the quality of life, the proximity to um, a highway, airports, and bigger cities, and then those three things, and the people seemed friendly, and there's a university, and look at the forest and the, and the beauty of the area, and I was done, and I said, oh, Nick, that's the place. You can't talk me out of it choose JMU and Harrisonburg. And so that was it. We were settled. That was, it was the Shenandoah Valley. And that was our conscious choice over 30 other locations. Yeah. And obviously Nick is a very intelligent guy because he listened to is you. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I now, think so. Yeah. Now, Nikki, you're being very uh, humble. Where are you from? Okay. So I was born in Frankfurt, Germany. Have a degree in economics from a German university and then came with Nick after I graduated from college and moved about seven times in 14 years as a military spouse, ultimately ended up in Harrisonburg, Virginia um, because of a military assignment to JMU. In the right place. And have now been here for 20 years and love it. Absolutely. Do not want to move and, away. And just so everyone knows, Nikki runs the Shenandoah Valley Technology Council as one of her jobs that uh, she has in the area. And we are both affiliated with JMU. And so in full disclosure, I have a wife that went to JMU and my oldest son <laughs> went to JMU as well. So there are some connections. Yeah. Go Dukes. <laughs> you got it. Wrapping things up what is your favorite thing to do in the valley what would you recommend for someone uh as well well i mean there's just so many options obviously if you're into hiking uh camping uh you go east or west and you're going to get good options for both um I personally love to snowboard. Uh, I love, I've got a dual sport motorcycle. So being able to get out on, uh, you know, those trails out there when it's a little bit warmer, um, it's, it's uh, tied up in the shed right now, but yeah, I mean, just being able to get out, uh, so quickly, you know, in a few minutes you get outside of town and, and you just get lost in the beautiful wilderness that, that really nestles this Shenandoah Valley. So plenty of stuff to do. I have to admit, it's also outdoors during the um, months when the humidity is not high, involves friends, and might involve wine, 
perhaps <laughs> cooking, doing things with friends together. So um, we did lots of outdoor um, masked activities, sit far apart from one another in 2020. Looking forward in 2021, we'll continue to wear our masks. By the way, my prediction is for a long time. I think you're right. Because all of these viruses are going to hang around, even with vaccinations. Um, so that's why are we in the business of of this because we believe that masking is going to hang around for a while. Yep. Good public service announcement there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in the future, we'll hang out um, with masks on, um, but definitely outdoors, um, it, you know, in the Shenandoah Valley, in the, I just, you know, the sunsets are phenomenal. I have a window in my house where I run to almost every night to check out the sunset. So I'm a sunset girl and and checking out the mountains and the sunsets. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot, Nikki. Name some of the wineries that you think people should visit. Um, what's the one south of town? I just drive there. Cross Keys? Cross Keys, thank you. It's the closest, one of the closest ones. Uh, the Joy Red is my favorite. Um, and then Bluestone Vineyard. Um, I love some of their wines as well. Oh, my God. Again, in full disclosure, I'm a craft beer guy, so I'm try to go around to numerous of those yeah, in, beers, in the area. Beer's high in our, uh, I think in our group and certainly at the Swain household, um, you know, all the local breweries, we are in love with them. Yeah, plenty of that here in the Valley as mm -hmm. well, so. Oh yeah, so many. Mm. I love how that has taken up the whole food industry in the Valley and, um, you know, the craft foods and beers and the food producers, there is so much of that happening in all the new trails, the food trails that we have and the wine ones and the beer trail, I think, is there beer as works well. trail, absolutely. Right. Got all that happening. So what, I mean, I just love this place. Yes, it's, it's, it's great. Y'all said it best. We are a relatively rural region that has all of the amenities of a much larger area. I think that's greatly uh, due to the number of higher education uh, institutions that we have, but also the proximity to major markets. And like you said, you and I both have a connection uh, to the Richmond area. Uh, Chris, uh, Nikki, you were able to choose where you go, but we're two hours from most anything. It's it's wonderful. Any other parting words before we wrap up? Did you say party words or parting words? Parting words. <laughs> My accent is getting in the way already. Uh, it, if not, thank you both for participating in our podcast. Thank you for what you're doing with Valley Guard Supply. Really appreciate the fact that you looked at this as an opportunity to help, you know, particularly the, the first responders, the medical, and the public at, at large. So um, I think my parting words are double mask, wear your mask, wear your mask correctly. Even when you're partying. Even when you're partying, <laughs> wear it correctly, double mask, and then buy American. By Virginia Made. Thank you, Dickie. Yeah, thank you so much again for having us here. We're uh, thank you to the Shenandoah Valley for having us uh, here as a business. You know, we feel uh, super welcomed, and uh, we're excited to be here for years to come. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna keep trucking forward with this. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Nikki. We uh, love having these kinds of stories to talk about and work with our existing business to help them grow. So with that, we'll wrap it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jay.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. Thanks for listening.